0: Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany in the town of town, which was named Bethany, of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with the ointment and wiped his feet with her hair. So if you go back in ten, it talks about talks about this day where Mary anointed Jesus' feet with the ointment and the ointment costed a whole Lot, and it was very valuable back then. And it says in 2, it says, And wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. And it says, Therefore his sisters went unto him, saying, which his sisters are Mary and Martha, says, Lord, behold, we whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, the Sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God, might be glorified thereby so in verse 3 Mary and Martha they the emphasis on that is lovest so they they was telling Jesus they was like hey the man that you love is sick why don't you come help so in 5 it says now Jesus loved Martha and Mary and her sister and Lazarus and he had heard therefore that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was so he just stayed he stayed where he was even though he knew that Lazarus was sick it says in 7 and it says then after that saith he to his disciples, let us go into Judea again, well if you recall in the previous chapters such as 8 the people of Israel and the Romans wanted to kill Jesus at this time they wanted to, you know, kill him, basically. So that that's just some background for you. And his disciples saith unto his master, unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again. So basically, the, the disciples are like, hey, you can't go in there. They're wanting to kill you. And Jesus answered, Are they not 12 hours? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if any man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that, he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go, and I may awake him out of sleep. This is funny right here. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. So they're like, if he's just sleeping, he'll just wake up, and he'll be okay so why are we going to wake them up well they was thinking too worldly instead of spiritually and that's what some of us do every day is we think too worldly and don't think of Jesus and how he would do things or what he would say or what he would uh, do for others and it says in uh, 13 it says how be it Jesus spake of his death but they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest and sleep so like i just told you they thought he was just sleeping and it says in 14 it says then jesus said unto them plainly lazarus is dead and i am glad for your sakes that i was not there to the intent ye may believe nevertheless let us go into him so he's basically telling them he's like if someone told you that i was asleep and you wouldn't come because you think i was just resting but i'd be dead which he's kind of giving them, like, he's like giving them a preview of what's about to come. It says at 16, then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto the fellow disciples, Let us also go that we may die with him. So that right there just points out that Thomas had faith in Jesus that he was going to walk with him, he's going to follow him and do what he's told him to he had that faith that we all need and he just took the faith that he was like hey I'll die with you as long as you you know I know what you're going to do and I understand it so let's go into 17 it says then when Jesus came he found that he had lain in the grave for four days already now y'all just remember that four days Now, Bethany was nine to Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. All right? I've got some notes about that furlong. It says and this Bible, it talks about furlongs, and it says that it talks in... All right, let's go back to... six it says that he abode for two days so the importance to that is he stayed there which we all know and it it, where jesus was it was about 18 miles from bethany where lazarus was and back then that was about a day's journey for them walking so if you think about that he the importance of him staying there two days you'll figure out here in a minute it says okay and it says 19 and many of the jews came to martha and mary to comfort them concerning their brother so there was people there helping them just like we all do when someone gets sick in the church says then martha as soon as she heard that the jews were coming went and met him i mean jesus was coming went and met him and mary sat still in the house so it was only martha that came to jesus and it says then said martha unto jesus lord If thou hast been here, my brother had not died. Okay? She's she's what most of us want to do when something wrong goes, when something wrong happens, when we ask for God for something and it doesn't happen in our time. That's what happened to Martha right here. She didn't have faith that he was going to do his work. So uh, that is something we need to focus on today is we need to have faith of what God's going to do, not what we want, not what other people want from us. We need to do what God wants us to do. It says in 22, But I know that even now whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Ain't that good? He rise again. Martha said unto him, "I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection in the last days." She was thinking just like the disciples was. She was like, "Well, I know he's going to rise someday, but it ain't going to be today." You know, she's thinking the same thing with the sleep. Jesus said unto her, "I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall live; shall he live?" So jesus is telling her jesus is telling her right there she already knew that jesus was the resurrection he just needed to remind her that he was the the disciples they knew that he was they just doubted that's what their whole problem was and martha right here was doubting we don't need to do that any but we all do because it's the flesh and whosoever liveth, this is twenty-six. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believeth thou this? Ain't it good that we ain't never going to die? Amen. <laughs> We're going to live eternity in heaven. We ain't got to go to hell and live that awful death. So let me just point out that the why he why Jesus waited four days was because back then, uh. The Jews believed that you could still be alive in the second day, that your body wasn't actually dead. And then they believed that the third day your soul hasn't yet left your body. That's what the importance was of him waiting four days. He wanted them to believe that he was certainly dead. So it says, I'm going to keep going, in uh, 27 it says, She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ and the Son of God. Would she come into the world? And when she had said so, she went her way and called Mary her sister secretly, saying, "The master is come and calleth for thee." So she had to say it secretly because the Romans and the Jews also wanted to kill him at the same time. And it says in 29, it says, "As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him." Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him, so he just stayed there while he waited for Mary to come because he didn't want to go out and about because, I mean, he was trying to be persecuted. It says, The Jews, them which were with her in her house and comforted her, when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. So they thought that she was just going to the gravesite and crying. It says, in 32, it says then, When Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. So he was just like, really? Like groaning. He was like, man. He was like, they don't understand. And said, this is 34, where have ye laid him they said unto him Lord come and see and Jesus wept so he was sitting there crying because I'm I'm guessing what why he's crying it's because they didn't understand the power that he behold and was going to do for him and he was also crying because it was his friend that passed away it says then said the Jews behold how he loved him and some of them said, "Could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have, ca- have caused that even this man should not have died?" So now they're they're doubting again. They're saying, "Well, he healed this man that was blind. Why can't he heal this man that died? Why couldn't he save him before he passed?" It says Jesus, "This is in thirty-eight. Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, cometh through the grave, and it was." Stone lay upon him. Jesus said take away the stone Martha and his sister Martha and the sister of him that was dead saith unto him Lord by this time he stinketh for he had been dead four days so she's still thinking worldly that well he stinks you know we, we don't need to bother him he stinks Jesus saith unto her said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou heardest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he said, That was dead, come forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with the napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him, and let him go. Then many of the Jews which come to Mary, and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed him, on him. But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what the things that Jesus had done. Then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees a council and said, What do we, what do we for this man do with many miracles? If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him, and the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. And one of them named kind of face being the high priest that same year said unto, the, unto them ye know nothing at all nor consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people and the whole nation perish not so they're scared the Pharisees is scared that they're like well if Jesus dies then he's gonna you know he's gonna Die just for the people and they're probably questioning it so I want to elaborate a little bit so in 22 says Martha still believed in God doing miracles she still believed that he could do things because it says that whatsoever thou wilt ask of God God will give thee she knew that God was God She knew that he was the Savior. She already knew that. And it says, i got some notes that says that when Jesus told her about her brother would rise again, Martha and the disciples didn't see what Jesus meant. They didn't see it. And Martha was thinking that I know that God's going to come back. She knew that. It says that... um, in 24 talking about the resurrection of the last day but Jesus showed her that he was the resurrection he was going to die for their sins just like he did for us they don't have to do any um, offerings for their sins anymore they didn't have to run into the temple and pray anymore they didn't have to have a certain place to worship they could worship at home they could worship with each other It says uh, in the Bible where one or two of you, I mean two or three of you be among each other, there I will be also. Well, that right there in itself shows you that he's going to be wherever you are. If he is in your heart and in your life and you gather with someone else that he is also in their heart and their life, then he's going to be in the midst. So, I wrote some uh, notes on faith and... I put, Peter had faith to walk on the water. Noah had faith to build a boat even though he didn't see God. And the person that killed Eglon that I talked about last Sunday, he had faith that God was going to do his works. And then the people of Israel also believed that Jesus was going to do his works because they cried unto him. And... Why can't we as children of God have that, this much faith that we could step out like Peter and we should bring up our family like Noah did? Why can't, we, why can't we be people of God like they was? We struggle with this flesh, and the flesh is weak. It says so in the Bible. This is a book of instructions. We need to follow this every day. When you wake up, what is the first thing you do? You probably just wake up and you go about your day. No, you don't need to do that no more. You need to start praying. Because when you start praying, when you start with God, this is something we heard in Tennessee, but when you start with God at the beginning of the day, what happens at the end? You'll finish with them. All right? So uh, Jesus had enough faith that we would come to him one day. That's why he died on the cross. That's why when he was sitting there on that cross and God was about to send his angels down to kill all of us, he said forgive them for they know not what they do. That's why he he had that much faith that we need to stand on today. God has that rock set beneath our feet which is faith and trust and love and that's what we need to show people today. I feel like you go out through your everyday life, and uh, I do the same thing, but you go through the, you go through the day, and something bad happens. And you, you ponder on it. You sit there, and you're like, well, why'd this happen to me? You start asking questions. And then if you start asking questions like that, what are you doing? You're questioning God in itself. So... When we go throughout our everyday life, I know it's something that one of the preachers said while he was in Tennessee, too. He said, when you smash your finger with a nail or a hammer, you don't go, thank you, Jesus. You got my finger blue and purple and red and about to fall off my hand, but it's okay. No, you're sitting there and you're like, that hurt real bad, you know. You're sitting and you're pondering, about the bad things that's happened but you don't see the good things because that's our flesh we all look at the negative side of things we need to start looking to the positive side of things we're all going to heaven someday i hope if you're lost then i really don't want you to go to hell that's that's for sure i don't want to i don't want to go up there Just forget the family that I've lost. Because that's what one of the preachers said in Tennessee, too. He said that if we get up there and your family ain't saved, you'll forget them. And if I'm pretty sure that if we're going to forget them, then if you go to hell, you're going to forget them, too. Either you're going to forget them or you're going to know that they they tried to help you. They tried to get you into church. They tried to bless you in any way. They tried to show their love. But why do we go through every day alive, life and we don't have that faith that God has in us? Why don't we have that faith that we can stand firm on that rock and go out and teach and preach to the people out in the world? We don't have that faith anymore and the church needs to get it back because if they don't get it back then no one is no one's going to get touched if we don't have that faith if we don't have that faith if we don't stand on that faith every single day when we wake up and we pray then no one else is going to get touched no one else is going to see that light for God There's so many people, just at my work, they cuss every single day. They sin every single day, and I see it. And I just think of how bad God is wanting to touch their life, and they won't come to church. They don't get in church. They don't even want to hear his name. Today, as a church, we need to combine with the other churches, just like they said last night at the Revival. We need to come together as one, which is the church. And we need to spread the love of God throughout our everyday lives. No matter if that's work, no matter if that's a blessing box outside, no matter if that's taking up the offering at church, no matter if that's going out and saying to a neighbor, I love you, man, Jesus loves you. Why don't you come to church with us today? We need, as Christians, to get up, stand up on that rock, and go forth and spread his word. The flesh is weak. We all know this. We all sin every day. I, I've been going out through this week asking a guy at work that's a preacher. And I was like, so how do you know what God is leading you to ma- to do the message on? And he said, you don't. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're right. I had two other messages I was going to teach on, and they both didn't even matter no more because he wanted me to preach this. He wanted me to teach this. It's such a common story, and he he told me that uh, there's a guy that he listened to preach about the donkey that Jesus rode in on, and what was so significant about that is usually at that time, the donkey would either have been uh, he would have either been slaughtered or he would have been neutered and he would have made into a farm animal. What was so significant is Jesus saved that donkey from being slaughtered. He saved it from work because he rode in on it. And there's a preacher at the meeting in Tennessee. He talked about Jesus. He was 33 and a half years old. Well, he said that your peak as a man is usually about 34 when you get to the when you get to 34 that's when everything starts going downhill Jesus came to his peak of his existence his peak of the best life he had to die for our sins now why can't we come to the peak of our lives which is Jesus and go out and spread his word why can't we go out and do things for him like he's telling us right here we don't do it we don't do it. We're just sitting. We're like, oh, someone's going to come to me and they're going to ask if uh, they can get saved and um, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to uh, just walk my everyday life and someone's going to come to me and they're going to ask if, uh, who's this Jesus person? No, they ain't going to do that. <laughs> they ain't going to do that today. You need to go to them. The, uh The Bible tells us that Jesus would flee the 99 to go save that one. (laughs) What do we need to do? This is our 99 right here. We need to flee it and save that one. That one that's lost. That one that's carrying away with their sins and we know it and we see it. We need to go out to the people that ain't here on Sundays. And we need to get them into church. We need to bring them back to where God's house is. And where our house is this is our home we ain't when you get back to your house that ain't your home that is not your home up there is home and i can't wait to get there <laughs> i'll tell you what i'm excited i'm excited to get there and at the same time i'm also weeping a little bit because i don't want to see the people that i love and love every day and just forget um see. The past two days of the revival has just helped me in tremendous ways. There's uh, every time, every time, uh, I don't know if it's for me yet, I hope it is, but uh, every time they ask over there at the church, you're like, the men of God, please stand. I want to be one of those men. That stand before God and He's like, I know you. I know you come forth. Stay with me in heaven. I don't want to, I don't want anybody in here to go to heaven and him be like, I, I never knew you. I never knew you. And then I'm just gonna forget you. I don't even gonna know who you are. I'm just gonna be sitting up there by myself. And I'll be like, Well, I don't know where they are. I don't even know who they are anymore. Just go about my way. But if God's in your heart and he's in your life, spread the word. Spread that faith that you have. I asked the guy, uh, when was it, Friday? I said, you want to come to the revival tonight? He was like, no, no, I don't want to come. And I was like, okay. He started to walk out the door that evening about 12 o'clock, and I said, I'll see you tonight i see you tonight. I didn't see him. but He's, he's going to show up in church one day. I don't care where it's at. He's going to show up. And when he shows up, that's going to be a blessing for me, for people at work that sees him every day cussing and sinning and doing all these bad things, drinking. Uh, and we just need to lift up the people that are sick in our church, in other churches. Uh even people that come up to the blessing box, I always think about uh, putting in scriptures on every single can. Maybe they'll get some something come in here. You know, I see I seen the, uh, one person come up there and they had a black Dodge truck. I don't know who it was, but they went up there. And I was like, man, if they just step in the doors, if they just step in, they'd know who he was. But they won't. People nowadays are running away from so much love, compassion, and us as Christians, we need to stand up, and we need to show them what that love and compassion is. I told Marty, when we was at the meeting in Tennessee, I said, when I'm crying out of both eyes, it's the Holy Ghost, because I I don't even know what's going on. Well, it's not, I was crying out of both eyes, but. (laughs) <laughs> it's been good and that's all I got I think all God's got